The following program is rated TV MALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. we go bar flies welcome to the bar fly tailgate show you already know it's done by bar flies for bar flies and all the other bears fans out there welcome gentlemen the final week of the season the oldest rivalry in the nfl bears packers on the frozen tundra at lambeau field who could have scripted it a better way i am fired up this week especially after last week when my boy qb1 jf1 put on an absolute fucking show against the Atlanta Falcons. How are we doing this week, fellas? <laughs> awesome. Really good. Tooch is uh, getting a little choked up over there after uh, yeah. getting fired up. Piece of corned beef hash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Welcome back, Jordan, though. Yes, absolutely. good morning, fellas. Good morning, good morning. I'm oh, excited yeah. to be here and uh, yep. Apologies, everybody. I was sick a couple weeks ago and then took a little vacation to Utah, but I'm back and I'm here to be your resident, I guess, try to be neutral Bears fan. I'm excited about last week. Stop we'll it. Yeah. Stop a- it. X's favorite, be... cur- favorite and youngest curmudgeon. Yeah, well, I mean, Caesar's got it right. Good luck to our Jordan <laughs> in the house. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, man, we haven't beat the Packers since December 16th, 2018. I'm hoping today's the day, Aaron. We haven't beat them at Lambeau since 2015. Because remember when we beat them in 2018, we split with them and we beat them on our field. Uh, This time, man, we'll get into it. I want to talk a little, a little Atlanta, just just a snippet, and then we're going to talk a shit ton of Bears Packers. Uh, We got history. We've got all the things. Um, But first and foremost, how are you guys doing, Jordan? I want to pass to you you can tell us about your trip to utah because i'm excited to hear about it i haven't seen any photos from it yet so yeah. hopefully you can share some no, i should ask me i should have sent you guys um some uh <laughs> i see barely some going utah vacation utah fan of the revenue no uh i just decided i need to get away so i went and hiked uh, zion national park that was a good time and spent a few days in the city of hurricane it's about 20 minutes away from zion and I wanted to get some nature before I got back to city life and enjoy the New Year's here. Got to see Hooper Dam on the way back, and it was a good time. 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's it's always nice to get away for a little bit, you know, and uh, and disconnect. So I'm sure, especially in California over there, you're you guys are so connected, and I don't know anything about that big city life, but uh, yeah, it's 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 nice to just get away and disconnect sometimes, and stay off, put the phone in the pocket, and leave it alone unless uh unless you're taking photos and uh and and all those things. Uh, FPZ says Utah is beautiful. Um, I've I've seen pictures online of it it looks absolutely gorgeous i got a friend of mine who's he likes to ride side by sides i don't know if any of you all uh mm -hmm. know what those are but uh he's talking about taking a trip out to utah to ride uh with a bunch of his friends mm. um and i don't know it sounds really cool but uh huh, it is were you able to watch any of the game last week jordan or were you uh I Got to see highlights live, and then I watched it full back, uh, you know, on demand. But yeah, I've seen it. It's uh, yeah. the the best display of Justin Fields that we've probably ever seen. That that's what I was gonna say. I feel like it was Justin's best game. He's starting to build uh, good performances and put those together and make this decision for Ryan Poles and company really difficult this offseason. Do you grab the number one quarterback that you have, or do you trade it and and build around Justin? I am in the camp of building around Justin. I know there's a ton of different uh, perspectives on the idea, um, especially at number one. I just don't feel there's a quarter, even though they called this a generational quarterback class. I don't really see it, fellas. I don't see it that way. Uh, it, it may be a generational wide receiver um draft class but uh, i i really don't see it at the quarterback position and i think our best bet is to either build around justin or maybe even grab because your other draft pick is between eight and 13 depending on what happens today maybe you grab a quarterback with that one but uh yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the game against atlanta and what i mean the offense was clicking the defense was turning the ball over uh we lost jalen johnson and Tyreek Stevenson stepped right in and 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 took care of business. Um, I heard earlier this week that Jalen Johnson is doubtful today. That is oh. a huge loss, especially with uh, Christian Watson coming back to practice this week. I think Jalen Reed may be okay to play, and he is an absolute beast. Uh, I think they play him in the slot, and he just he just catches everything. But it seems like the Packers make household names out of nobodies week after week. I mean, you had Bold Melton last week go off for 100 yards and a touchdown or something. And, and like I said, Jalen Reed, Christian Watson's been in and out of the lineup. They've, they've, and that goes back to, I think they have the best coach in the NFC North, in my opinion. Uh, I know Dan Campbell has a thing or two to say, but uh, I just feel like consistently it's, yeah. It's, Not after that game where he wouldn't kick the field goal or kick the extra points. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, that's the ref's fault that they lost that game. It had nothing to do with them sending three guys to the referee and, and telling them yeah. one of them is eligible and he picked the wrong one. It, it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with what the refs have against Detroit and, and the Lions. Yeah. Uh, so, so don't forget that, you know. Um, I'm surprised that uh, we don't see our resident Lions fan in the in the chat, but I'm sure he'll just speaking his name, he'll pop up. It's like, uh, yep, speak of the devil. Yeah, yeah, Happy speak time. of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the game last week? Um, just give me an overall view of it, and uh, are you ready for this week, man? 
Man, I, I was so impressed last week. It's like it's like you said, Ersi. I think that was like the best sort of complete field performance we've had all, all season. I think I think the offensive play calling were a lot better. I think at least at least we were sort of going a bit more vertical. You know, we, we sort of went for the like deep shots like every sort of quarter. I still don't understand why we're always in shotgun, which still sort of really annoys me. You know, I think it really sort of cuts down, you know, what you can play call, especially when you go for short yardage. I just find it bizarre. But I know we did do a few um, high formations, but I just don't understand why we're 99% in shotgun, man, all the time. I thought the defence were absolutely amazing. Uh, the four, four turnovers, you know, Stevenson got two. I think he's been shot really well. TJ uh, Edwards, I can't believe he got stuck from the pro ball because his interception were amazing. And also Ky- Kyler Gordon's interception were awesome and his celebration were just great. I just kept thinking, don't injure yourself doing that, boy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, just, it just felt like a, like a complete team sort of win, really, apart from the special teams when we let their guy run it back. And uh, But apart from that, it was in the snow, it was so Chicago, do you know what I mean? It was sort of like, you know, beautiful to watch. And uh, yeah, I think there were, there were so many problems to take out that game, but I hope they can stay through until today. Uh, but I've got one question to ask Jordan. Did you see Bigfoot? No, I didn't see Bigfoot, Chris, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I tell you, what, I saw a bighorn sheep, I saw a deer, I saw elk, um, saw quite a few bits of wildlife hiking, but uh, no, no Bigfoot, unfortunately. Bigfoot's oh, pretty good at hiding. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've yet to see him, other than that grainy video footage. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you touched on a lot of great points there, Chris. Um, I thought Justin, like, even when it was snowing and it was coming down, the touchdown pass he threw to DJ Moore was an anticipatory throw where he beat Jesse Bates, who is playing at an all-pro level. Um, and, and just like Justin said, anytime I see DJ one-on-one, that's where the ball is going because I trust my guy and it is nice. It is really nice to to have Justin, to have a guy like that who produces with everyone he's ever been with. Um, I, I think this off season, there's going to be two Jersey purchases in the current house. One's going to be DJ Moore. The other is going to be Montez sweat. I got to replace some of my guys that are probably not going to be here. Uh, like I got a I got a Mooney jersey that I, I have a feeling he's gonna be gone this offseason. So I'll, I'll have to replace that one. But uh yeah, I mean Justin did played a great game running the ball, throwing the ball, um breaking out of the pocket, doing those things that Justin can do that no other quarterback in the league can do. When you see him get hit by two defensive linemen, one of them hanging on his legs. As much as I've seen Lamar Jackson for years, going back to his time at Louisville, I don't see the strength in 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 Lamar that I that I see Justin able to do things like that. And there's not a single quarterback coming out in this draft that can make that play. There's only one, and his name is Justin Fields. Um, that's like I said, it's making a really tough decision for polls. The defense was amazing. Uh, you talked about T.J. Edwards, Pro Bowl snub, absolutely. Um, but in the NFC, man, you got Fred Warner. I think Bobby Wagner made it. Um, I saw someone put a side-by-side comparison, of course, with Roquan and 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 TJ Edwards' numbers. And TJ Edwards has 
better numbers in every category other than interception yards. Yeah, against it, Roquan. Jordan State. talked about this last year. Off-ball and, and, linebackers, you know, they're not. We can find one. You know, we yeah. don't have to be reliant on Roquan. Remember, just or Jordan. Yep, indeed. I, I, you and I both were saying the same thing. It was a year ago, maybe before free agency. Yeah, and 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 Roquan's a starter for the AFC yep. and the NFC. TJ Edwards can't even get in. You know, he he's hating from outside the club. You know, unless unless the 49ers get to the Super Bowl, maybe he becomes the alternate. Um, because Fred Warner was a was a uh, Pro Bowler, of course. I mean, he well deserved. That that, that dude is an absolute monster. But uh, yeah, and, and the Kyler Gordon thing, the the interception, the and, and we saw it at our game. He does that at the intro. He does that backflip in the Spider Man thing, which was. Incredible, and and I feel like he's a guy that my son can like. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to find someone because he loves Joe Burrow. That's his guy. Um, he's becoming a Bengals fan because of it, and it's hard for me to fault him for that because all of his friends are Bengals fans. The Bengals are an hour away, and Joe Burrow is a a, a, a great quarterback. There's no other way to put it. But if you can see players doing things like that, that'll make the kids say, okay, yeah, it's cool to like a Bears player. You know, I think uh, Adam Hogue talks about so many of his son and, and their friends wearing Justin Jefferson jerseys because he's the best receiver in the league. You know, like we need someone like that in Chicago to make the kids say, okay, yeah, I like the Bears. I like this player. So that that was really cool to see. Um, and he's out there doing backflips and just living his best life. And, and the, the ascension of this entire defense obviously starts up front with Montez Sweat. But I didn't like the Eberflus hire because of his defense. But the way he's got this defense playing, forget about it, man. This defense is top in the league. There's – not many other teams you could point at and say, yeah, I'll take their defense over ours. Maybe the Niners, maybe perhaps the Eagles. It just depends on the day, but this this defense is absolutely balling. And speaking of balling, my man KB has had a busy, busy morning. morning. How you doing, KB? What the hell was that? He might be on call at work. <laughs> so so KB texted us this morning and said that he had an emergency a fire so uh he yep. might be able to join back in he might not we'll see we'll see what happens but uh Tooch, tell me what you thought about the Atlanta game and then maybe we can move on and talk some Bears Packers some rivalries some all those fun things yeah I mean uh I was totally wrong I thought it'd be a a, a low scoring game the Bears offense you know uh like like Bear Lissimo said and I think uh I talked about this you know we wanted to get we wanted to get justin under center less shotgun last week on the show you know and that's what happened you know he got better looks you know got we, we had pre-snap motion to sort of uncover what the falcons were doing on defense and uh it was night and day you know it was night and day man uh justin made good reads he, he was accurate made some beautiful throws man that threw looked downfield when he was trying to buy time uh, that was like uh, what we were, what we've all been uh, waiting for. It's just a shame it took till week seventeen. You know that's uh, that's the shame of the season. Uh, if I were to uh, say one thing, it's just how 
you, you go back, we, we've got the the two Packers games as bookends to the season. I think I've talked about this before, either on this show or on Bear Their Souls. But uh, I, I thought that when, when the schedule came out, it was a great way to measure the Bears' progress was how we did against the Packers. Week one, completely unprepared for the game. You know, we got housed in our own house, man. And uh, uh, we're coming into week 18, and, and we're banged up, man. We don't have Darnell Mooney. We don't have Jalen Johnson. Uh, Khalil Herbert is questionable. Um, it's just uh, it's it's just not where we want to be. You know, we, we've definitely improved. I think we've won, won uh, four of our last five or five of our last six. The defense is finally playing fantastic. Justin Fields, you know, uh, uh, gave us a glimpse of what he'll probably look like on another team you know, as he balls out for someone else. But I hope not. I mean, because for me, it's a net negative. If you're too, if you're too uh, a trade away a, a quarterback with three years of NFL experience, and then go with the rookie uh, who has zero years of NFL experience, we'll be uh, reading NFL defenses for the first time next season. We're probably not going to make it to seven, eight wins. You know, uh, we'll have a good defense. That's for certain. That's for sure. With the the moves that Poles has made on defense. And uh, Eberflus righted the ship on defense from the year before, where we had nothing on the roster. We had nothing on the roster. Defense was asked that the run was we, – we were the worst in the NFL against the run. This year, past five weeks, we've been top one or two against the run, which is, you know, a key to success in the NFL, stopping the run. Uh, and with uh, a, a tri- the locker room being in favor – uh, the locker room loves Justin Fields. No question about it. They come out and say it all the time. I know people say, what else are they supposed to say? We hate Justin. We should trade him. They're not. I think it's pretty genuine. If you were to ask me on the surface, it looks genuine. They love they love Matt Eberflus, too. And uh, people say, well, these these are professional players. They're not going to knock the coach. They're not going to knock the quarterback. But uh, uh, to me, it seems like a net negative, getting back to my original point, that you've got this first round, first overall pick like we did last year. He could trade it again and have a first overall pick next year. Trade it to the Patriots or Commanders. I even said you trade the trade with the Commanders. Let them take a quarterback and get back that number two pick we sent to Washington for Montez Sweat. I would. I think you if if, if polls were to polls were to get back that number two from Montez Sweat, that'd be the ultimate NFL trolling. Oh you know, yeah, uh, that would be someone... fantastic. You were just borrowing our number two for a little bit, guys. Right, right. We want it back. You know, uh, I've been. All right, guys, I'm already doing mock drafts, obviously, but a lot, a lot of the trades that I'm getting is like the New England Patriots trying to jump Washington to get number one, yeah. and they throw in number two and next year's first and next year's a bunch of other things. It's a, it looks like a beautiful trade to me. We'll see if it works out, but someone needs to ask Ryan Poles what the lottery numbers are because this man can predict the future. He had several offers for the number one pick last year, and he chose the right team. <laughs> he clearly chose the right team. Yep. Um, and then yeah, next I, year he could trade it again. The year after that, we could have top top one, top two, top three pick every year for ad infinitum forever. Right. But I, I mean, you talked about the defense. Um, that's part of the argument to the other side is, okay, with this defense, A, how much of a fall off do you have with a rookie quarterback? And B, do we see ourselves being in this position again with this defense, with this head coach, I guess. I don't see him going anywhere barring a blowout today. But with this team that we've put together, do we see ourselves in position to pick a quarterback this high again if Justin is not the guy? 
and I did see a lot of statistics this week. Uh, Atlanta was in man 90% of the time last week. Justin absolutely eats when defenses go to man. But when defenses are in zone, his numbers are almost complete opposite. He really struggles because all those players have their eyes on him. He can't take off as much. You have to fit the ball in tighter spaces. So today will be a big test because the Packers play a shit ton of zone defense, and they have a lot of first-round picks on that defense. Jair Alexander should be back uh, unless he goes out to try and flip the coin again. Um, but they've got so many. Today's test is big for the coaching staff, for the quarterback, and for the guys up in the up top in the front office, etc., to make decisions going forward. KB, welcome back, brother. How's your morning been? And then tell me how you felt about the Atlanta game. Oh man, uh, <laughs> it's been busy. Uh, as y'all know, I told you guys we had the fire this morning. Uh, like, luckily, I was on standby for that one. I didn't get called out right away. Uh, yeah, they actually had people in trapped in the house. The mother actually was uh, pretty pretty quick on her, her feet and kicked the window out to get her and her kids out. So that was That's a good awesome. thing. We still took the kids in because that you know what I'm saying CO2 levels and whatnot. Uh, but the kids and the mother seemed to be doing well when I was at the hospital. Uh, other than that, it's been a lot of just going to pick people up and taking them to the hospital. So. <laughs> My morning, my morning has been jam packed. Uh, like I said, thank, I'm, I'm thanking God the situation wasn't worse because uh, I've seen, I have seen worse, and it's it's not a fun time. Uh, on a higher note, talking about the game, I mean, what can you say, man? It, it was a it was a it was a total team win, in my opinion. Defense played well enough. Uh, you know, I don't know what guess he has these guys on with these interceptions, man. We, for a while, we we only had like what one or two interceptions yeah. coming into like week four, and it I'm drop of a hat. It was a change. I don't. Know. I guess sweat helped play a big part in that, but you know, you you just got to be happy for it. Uh, Fields played well. Uh, that was a top ten defense, no matter what people want to say. Yeah. Though the Falcons did have something to play for. I don't give a fuck if Heineke is the quarterback or yeah, they, st- they still had their they division had, on the line. They still had the division on the line, and we went out there and we blew them out. Uh, to me, that's two good win- wins back to back. You can say what the fuck you want to say about Fields. Fields just, he beat the Cardinals, he beat the Eagles. I mean, the Falcons. Cardinals just went and beat the fucking Eagles. Yeah. It's the NFL. Parody matters. Eagles also, be- I mean, the Eagles, Arizona Cardinals also beat the fucking Cowboys this year. They so, did. uh, like I said, it's total team win to me. They did what they were supposed to do. You went out, and you beat a team that I believe you should have win. You, you should have beat, and they gave themselves the best chance they could to try to get to the playoffs. You know, balls fall different ways. Calls don't get made. It's the NFL. That's what happens. So we we can't be mad at it. Uh, just looking at things and the kind of totality of things, I said before, I felt the the ceiling of this team would have been a ten win team. Uh, we heard people say the floor is three wins and we all looked at that and said, ain't no fucking way. So you're looking at us coming into uh, a, a week, what, 17? Well, what, what is it, week 18? It's week, eight. week, yeah. week 18. <laughs> week 18 with the chance to end the season eight and nine. 
it's it's somewhere in the middle of what people thought, what Vegas thought, and what a lot of us thought could be the high end ceiling of it. Uh, and then you got a chance to put out the Packers. I don't think they're a better team. I, to, people can cite, oh, Jordan Love is throwing for four thousand yards and almost thirty touchdowns. Guess what? They're they're one win. I mean, one loss away from being the Bears right now. So, same record and all. So y'all can suck on that all you want. You can you can throw four thousand yards, but you still a trash ass team. So I mean that's that's pretty much all I got, man. Uh, like I said, they did what they were supposed to do. I'm I'm happy for it. Like I said, it gives us something to be excited for going into this week. They might yeah. just be healthier than us in this game because you know Lucas Patrick went on IR. I don't know whether that's good or bad. Really, it might might be good. I don't know who's I don't I don't know who's stepping in at <laughs> center. Is. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know who they put at center. Is it going to be white hair? <sighs> if it's white hair, I'm, I I, 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 I like. I like our yeah, Dan Feeney. I would rather have Feeney than Whitehair to tell you the truth. But I don't give know. me the mullet. <laughs> I got to take a look at that depth chart. Uh, KB, before we move on from you uh, on this subject, you, you spoke about being in and out of the hospital and stuff with uh, with with people. Um, you had an interesting story about the national champion or leading into the national championship. If uh, you wanted to tell our audience um, how you watched your Michigan Wolverines punch their <laughs> ticket to the national championship. Okay, yeah, quick, quick sidebar. Uh, of course, I was at work that day because it seems like I'm always at work, especially on football days. Uh, got to watch the first half of the game. It was like, okay, it's a good game it's going back and forth. It's pretty much how I thought it was going to be hard defense. Uh, we get We get calls. We get calls. So, you know, taking people back and forth. I didn't know at that time that really the Alabama was up. I was kind of told, like, hey, you know, Alabama's winning right now. I'm like, shit, what, wait, what happened? And they're like, hey, they scored. It is what it is. Michigan's down. Right now they got the ball. They're pushing. All right, cool. So I didn't get to see the magic that ensued for the Michigan Wolverines to tie the game up, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the ER at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the stretcher made back up to throw back in the ambulance. And uh, I was talking to a guy that was from a different department. He was like, you know, that first room right there, T1, they're watching the game. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, like, is a patient in that room? And they're like, no, it's just two old dudes sitting in that room. So I kind of kind of walk back. I peek in. I see the two old dudes sitting in chairs. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Step in. <laughs> so of course I came in. I got to catch overtime, and uh, you know it, it comes down to that last play. The guys I was in there with, uh, they were both Michigan fans, so it it, it just kind of put the the icing on top of the cake. Once they made the stop, you know me, I'm I'm animated. I walk out the room. Let's go! Everybody <laughs> in the ER turns and looks. Like all the nurses, people that were patients that were walking through the halls, all stopped and they looking at us. I'm like. I forgot where I was at. <laughs> but I turned around. Hey, them awful dudes, boy, they dapping me up. Yeah! I'm like, hey, if I'm if I'm animated, they animated, man. So I got to I got to watch the, the end of the game, man. It was it was nice. It was just in a, it was an odd setting, but it was cool because I got to share that moment with those two old fellows that were uh Michigan fans. So hey man, it was it was a, it was a fun game to watch, man. Uh both games. Oh man, both games. I'm worried about I'm worried about what that Washington team, bro. That's Pennington's a hell of a quarterback, brother. He's a hell of a quarterback. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was watching the game, and actually when Alabama went up, I live bet Michigan money line because I was like, Michigan's going to come back. They'll win this game. So I got good odds at Michigan winning. So thank you to Michigan. Uh, I watched about half of that Washington-Texas game. I wish I could have watched the whole thing, but I worked for a damn living, so I wasn't able to stay awake. Uh, and, and that's another thing that drives me nuts. College football all year long is Saturday. We dominate Saturdays. And then all but our national championship is on a Monday for some freaking reason, just just because – there's the and it, like if it was on Saturday, I could stay up and watch this, and I could sleep. I I could worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. You know what I mean? But when I gotta get up at four thirty, I can't stay up till midnight to watch this ball game. But uh, yeah, I think the national championship is gonna be explosive. Uh, what I did see of Penix, fellas, I might like him better than Caleb Williams and, yeah, and Drake May. He's just old. He's had uh, he's had a lot of injuries, but it ain't it ain't no light and no depth. Like I I it's it's head and shoulders for me. I. Yeah. If I had to choose and we wouldn't get the backlash for it and we had to pick a quarterback, I would choose Pennick at one. I, I'm not a Caleb Williams fan, bro. I, I don't see what everybody sees. I see four and seven against the top 25. Yep. I see 51% completion against top 25 talent. I see 172 yards passing against top 25 talent. I see a dude that ain't never made a college playoff. But y'all, y'all, hey man, y'all can tell this dude a generational. Trevor Lawrence is generational too. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like it. I think he throws the prettiest ball in college football, Michael Penix. The, the accuracy, the jump off his hand that, that people talk about. Uh, Jordan, you know this is this is scouting talk. Uh, the, the way the ball jumps off his hand and just a flick of a wrist, it's down the, it's down the field 77 yards, yeah. dropped right in the damn bucket. And, it's, and sure, he's helped by having three NFL talents in that wide receiver core, but – He's able to make all the throws, you know, and, and he has athleticism. When he played in Indiana, they ran him a lot until he tore his knee up. So, he, he to, in my opinion, he gives you everything you need. Trade that number one pick, maybe grab him later. I don't know. I don't know how much uh, pressure would be on him to start if Justin struggles yep. or, or whatever, however however you do it. Uh, but, you, you know, if they take one of those top two quarterbacks at number one, the writing's going to be on the wall. They're going to have to trade Justin and his trade value. I don't know what it'll be at that point because everyone will know. Yeah, it'll know be less they, if we do that. Right. You got to right. trade him before the draft. Everyone, everyone would know what uh, what we're doing, but uh, after the draft, yeah, fun. yeah. I, I mean, we got to get into Bears Packers, but before we do, Jordan, what do you think of Michael Penix? Penix is good. Um, <clears throat> I've liked Penix since September of last year when. Uh, I mean, he, I've known about him since Indiana because, I mean, boy, he showed up on Justin Fields' scouting tape so when they were playing Indiana. But uh, his game versus Dorian Thompson-Robinson was uh, the UCLA game last year was really where he kind of picked up. Obviously, you got to see a lot of scouts that you saw. Uh, Troy Fountain, the left tackle from Washington. Uh, Leatu Latu, the edge that everybody wants is edge one in this class. But yep. um, Penix had an up-and-down game that game, threw a couple interceptions. I'm, I don't think I'm nearly as high on Penix as a lot of people are. Uh, but I – I also try my, and I'm not perfect at this. I mean, you saw me shouting from the, the rooftops about JJ McCarthy after that game, but um, I try my best to not be a prisoner of the moment. I think that Michael Penix had the best game of his entire career when it mattered most. Uh, but I also see a guy that has played more college football than everybody except Bo Nix. Um, I see a guy that's had two ACL surgeries and a fractured clavicle in his history. Um, I see a guy with advanced age that's more mature and has seen the whole game. I see a guy that has the best offensive line in college football. 
I see a guy that has three receivers that are going to be top 50 picks. Um, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy, but context matters. Right. And so when you sit there and add all those things up, I sure as hell would hope to think that he's playing well. I sure as hell would hope that he's, you know, hitting money balls. But and again, all of that understood, he was moving in the pocket, evading guys that I'm really fond of, like Byron Murphy, um, Tavondre Sweat, you know, Baron Sorrell was dropping it in the bucket. But I also just think, again, some of that context, like you probably couldn't name me a single Texas DB. You probably couldn't name me a single Texas secondary defender. And that matters. Like, yeah. like I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm, we don't know. This is not a college football podcast, but like I right. could go for, for a half hour on how excited I am for this national championship. Uh, but we're going to see. And I, I, I probably will have egg all over my face when this is over, but I think you're going to see Michael Penix look pretty normal um, versus, versus Michigan. I don't think it's necessarily going to be like, he looks like an awful quarterback. But I watched Will Johnson lock that ass up on Marvin Harrison. So I, I definitely anticipate that Roma Dunze or whoever Will Johnson is up against, that's the Michigan cornerback one, will be shutting down one of those receivers. Mikey Sainer still nickel cornerback for Michigan is about as good as it gets. Um, so I think you're going to see that that get locked up. And then you got Rod Moore, safety for Michigan, covering the deep pass. So, like, I just – we're going to see. And that's, of course, that's what Jesse Minner calling all types of different simulated pressures and creepers, um, getting guys free. And obviously, I, Michael Penix is a much better passer than Jalen Milrow. But Jalen Milrow, and it's a much better offensive line in Washington. I understand all of that. But I just think at a certain point, like, sometimes the old school football wins out. And yeah. I think that you're going to see Michigan be able to take the air out of the football, control the pace, and then you're going to see multiple waves of defensive lines just getting after Penix. Yeah. And then we're going to really see how well he moves, how well yeah. he processes, yeah. how well those receivers work, like, Yep. It's going to be a game, and I'm so excited for it. But, yes, as I, to put a cap on the Penix thing, I, I think where I've always sat with Penix, and I know it's obviously better now. I know that what I feel, I want to be very clear, what I feel about Penix is me. It's not going to happen. He'll go much higher than this. I wouldn't take him above a compensatory third-round pick selection. Wow. And I, I And, I, look, I mean, I get it. And I'm telling you, that's me. I'm not telling you that's what's right. going to happen to the kid. But – Injuries are always a tough thing, and this goes not just for him, but for anybody. You can get injured any play. You could have a complete healthy bill of, you know, a bill of health, clean bill of health, where you've never been injured one time, and one play can change your entire career. So at some point, like, how much do the old injuries matter if you're always just one play away? I get that, but the injuries do have some concern. He is an older prospect. I do think he's been playing around exceptionally. He's only a year younger than Justin. Yeah, like, you know, it's – I. <laughs> He's been playing around exceptional talent. Like, where do I parse all that out? And so to me, when you think about the advanced age, the injuries, the talent he's been around, uh, you know, some of those projections, I think that he, nobody talks about this, and he was accurate against Texas, I understand. His accuracy is not all there, and he's got receivers that bail him out and go and win at the catch point, and that helps him. So to me, I just think there's a situation where I would – personally, I would take him with a compensatory selection like that. Hendon Jordan, it's just me, huh? What? Did I lose you? I still got him. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely think that the national championship is going to be the best defense Washington has played against all year. Um, so it'll be a it'll be a tough test. Um, go ahead, Chris, with what you were going to say. No, no, I, no, I was just saying I could hear you, man. Just know we all just went dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think two is. I think yeah, two's just frozen. Follow, follow college football that close. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, and well, just real, real quick, the thing with the again, third round compensatory pick for me, I think that he goes late first, early second. Um, and I know right now he seems like he's a top five pick because of the text, the Texas game, but it's a whole process. It's a whole evaluation. How do medicals check out? How does he perform at the combine? What if he comes back to earth a little bit in the, in the national championship game? Like all these things matter in the evaluation. So even though I'd take him around that Hendon hooker range, I think he's probably a late first somewhere to mid second round pick. So I know it's a very long deep scouting report on, on Penix, but, uh, that's that's how I feel about the kid. Also, internet connection there for a second. There he goes. Happens to the best of us, brother. Yep. I don't... <laughs> but uh, we we got speaking of connections, we got to get back into this. Uh, Bears Packers, as I said, the oldest rivalry in football, a rivalry that we absolutely dominated until that man Brett Favre stepped on the field, and now we have done the opposite. I think we're twenty four and four or something like that in the last few games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came out this week and said, until they beat us, uh, it's not really a rivalry, but I don't think he realized he's playing for the Jets, so us would be him and the Jets. So that's neither here nor there. Um, today's I see what game, you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today's game has so much on the line, as, we, as we've said, for quarterback, for coach, for – GM, maybe. I mean, the way he's been able to put these pieces together, his players are stepping up and playing well. Tyreek Stevenson, named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, Dino Dex. I don't know if you guys saw the video of Eberflus calling everyone by their nicknames. Um, KB, your cousin, is the juggernaut. Uh, I, that's fine, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, um so so Dexter is, is playing better, getting off the getting off the ball better. And I feel like that's something that they saw in their scouting. Like if we get this right, he has all these other tools that's hitting. And and he's a big dude, and maybe he's our future three tech. He's doing all of those things. And the guy, Jalen Carter, who everyone was fitting for a gold jacket when he walked into the NFL, Dexter has better numbers than him from pressure numbers to, to 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 sack numbers, all these things he's doing better than top 10 pick, first-round pick, who we missed on, Jalen Carter. Uh, the linebacker core is playing absolutely excellent. You got the Sandman, my guy, Jack Sanborn, locking up the one side of, of the linebacker core. You got TJ Edwards playing at a Pro Bowl level. You got Edmonds in the middle turning the ball over and really being that field general that we need in the middle. And the secondary is absolutely freaking balling. I'm excited about this defense and what they're going to be able to do, what they should be able to do against this Green Bay Packers offense. Now, this Green Bay Packers offense is formidable. In week one, they leaned on Aaron Jones an awful lot. I think he's healthy again, so that's something to watch for. Christian Watson's coming back from his hamstring injury, but those things are kind of fickle. You know, maybe he gets, maybe yeah. he takes a long stride and it goes out on him again. That, we don't. That's know. what happened last game. He was in there. He left the middle of the game. Yeah, Jalen Reed's been balling out for them. Like I said, Bo Melton. He's who, doubtful. Reed. Oh, is really? he? He's got a rib injury. That's helpful. Um, <laughs> and uh, Bo Melton, who they made a household name out of just last week. 
Uh, they drafted a tight end high that they're planning on being that safety blanket for uh, Jordan Love. But my biggest concern is standing in their backfield. Aaron Jones is an absolute monster, and he eats Chicago Bears defense. I mean, we saw it week one. That was their whole game plan was get him in space, let him do his thing. So we will see one more the minute. trajectory of this Bears defense as you said, Tooch, it's a bookend. Packers game is a bookend. So we can see how much they've evolved throughout the year. We even heard LaFleur come out this week and say that game felt like it was years ago. I feel the exact same way. The yeah. way this team is playing and coming together and playing for each other. And that's a shout-out to Eberflus. He's a guy that I wanted fired week four. He has yeah. this team playing together, this locker room playing yeah. together, these guys are ready to go to battle for each other, and that's what you need. You got Eberflus, as dumb as he looks on the podium, he looks like a general to these guys, pushing them all in the right direction. I'm going to start with KB. What's the biggest um, – my biggest concern is Aaron Jones. Is, is that everyone? I'm going to go around the room. You tell me what your biggest concern is today and and, and talk a little about this Bears. Pop. What it Actually, let's start off with that. A, your biggest concern, and B, what does this Bears-Packers rivalry mean to you, KB? Uh, first of all, you know, we go with, with the biggest issue. Uh, it was 1A was Aaron Jones, 1B was going to be uh, Jaden Reed. Uh, so you have the one possibly not paying, uh, playing. I'm not more so worried about Aaron Jones in between the – the tackles i'm worried about him out in passing routes that's how he destroyed us really in week one mm-hmm. and that's uh the bears weakness the running back out of the backfield but one of the things that also we had to take into you know saying kind of you know saying consideration at this point is we didn't have Edmonds playing in that game either uh you love will still have to throw across that kid's face and hell my bold prediction was literally a drop away from being fucking correct yeah uh, edwards and Edmonds are, are fucking ball hawks apparently at the linebacker position the who have, who brother, right? right uh so that that's what worries me the most uh i seen that uh gordon was a little banged up and he's gonna be on Jaden reed uh I, I did see we uh elevated the one kid that uh we were all kind of you know saying poo-pooing when they they kind of kicked him back to the practice squad uh can't remember what his name is. Um, for us, yeah, for us, it, it was the the kid who got the pick, and then like the next the next week he was like back to practice squad. Is it uh, uh, Blackwell or Jones? Jalen Jones? No, nah, not not either of them. Oh, damn! I can't remember what his name is. Strowman, there it is. Yeah, Thank Greg you, Strowman. Chad. Thank, Thank you. you Chad. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I seen Strowman's back. Uh, I like the kid, Twitchy. Uh, seems to have his head in the right spot where it needs to be. So we'll see how that plays out uh, as far as what this 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 rivalry means. It's – I got friends that are Packers fans, and it's it's always one of those things, man, we uh, – there ain't no shit talk between us, man. I, <laughs> I can't talk shit to somebody that's been whooping my ass for, for like, the better part of a decade. <laughs> so I get I give my respects. I talk my shit when I can talk my shit. And uh, I mean, we go from there. It's the oldest story rivalry in franchise in football history, like the NFL yeah. history. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then it, it takes a little bit more 
because I know I now have skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? We got family that plays for the team. So we go as he goes. If he's happy, I'm happy. If he's if he's upset, I'm upset. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes for all of y'all. Uh, it it means a lot this year because this game could determine a lot. You win a game and you win the game impressively, then maybe the monkey kind of comes off your back. Now we we're starting to look like the Detroit Lions of last year. So that means the expectations for next year would be ten plus wins, playoff berth go win the division uh but this game it, it it's not it's not a throwaway game it's more than just stopping them from going to the playoffs this is mm-hmm. this is huge implications for coaching for, for players you know for i, I don't want to say gms i think polls i i think now we we look back at it the totality of what he has done it's been it's master class you got you got a first round pick out of somebody and you got a you got a fucking 1300 yard receiver you know, yeah. and then draft capital, capital on top of that. There's also the possibility that that first round pick turned into three more fucking first round picks if, if you were to go that route. And then it becomes the gift that just keeps on giving. So, I mean, that's that's master class by Pose. So I'm not I'm not going to poo-poo the decisions he made too much because he's also made amazing fucking decisions. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's this this game it means a lot going forward. It, it could set – yeah, it could take it shoot your rocket into outer space if you mm-hmm. win. But if it if it blows up before it leaves leaves the atmosphere, it's because of this loss. And then we all looking stupid and wonder what the fuck we doing next year. So yeah. That's where I'm at, man. Yeah, yeah. And we all kind of when Justin came out earlier in the season and said, you know, remember last year the Lions went what they start one and six and then they push for the play we were all kind of like okay well that's a different situation because their offense was playing really well their defense wasn't playing as well look at what we've done this year it lines up with what the detroit lions have done i said this wednesday on my other podcast i said because uh, my co-host is a is a packers fan i was in the army with him we've been friends for years uh going back Hell, a decade or so at this point. But uh, sound dumb. Sometimes you can't pick your friends, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, and and, uh, I was I I was telling him how much this was lining up. He was like, "You're not the Lions. That's not happening." This like he has confidence, and obviously for obvious reasons with our records looking the way they do, Packers fans are going to have a little bit of confidence in their team, but. The lineup, and we've done it defensively, whereas they've done it offensively. The the line between Bears and Lions from last year is amazing. Both started out, what, one and six, then went on a miraculous run. And then at the end of the season, you got a chance to knock the Packers out of the playoffs exactly like the Lions did. But not only that, how many first-round picks did the Lions have this last year? Two of them. What do the Bears got? Two of them. It's yeah. it's just. I mean, we got a better one. You know, we got the number one, but it's just crazy how much that lines up. Yeah, and history a lot of people said that the, the, yeah. the Lions last year started out one and six. Yeah, you know, and the, uh, the second half of the season they really came on strong, and then you know the same thing with the Bears this season start off zero and four. You know, and now we're making a strong. We've won, we've won four or five of our last six. You know, I don't know. 
Uh, we won six out of eight. And, six and out of our last eight, we, yeah. And the two that we lost, we had the lead in the fourth quarter. We just freaking blew it, and that's possibly another reason why uh, yeah. you, you've got Eberflus as good as he's been. His job still depends on this game, in my opinion. Yeah, you know how the McCaskies look at this. That's it. Right, right, right there. You know, ahead, uh, it, it, right there of what you're saying. Uh, you, you make the comparison between how the Lions ascended and and the Bears. And if you if you're to take Justin Fields off this, uh, see, they leave Justin Fields on this team. I think we're con- contending for the division next year with this defense, and and Fields taking another step. Of course, that's the gamble. You put a rookie on here, we're probably middle of the pack again for another season, and then who knows what happens to our defense after that. This is why I think it's a net negative to trade Justin Fields. I mean, you could still draft a quarterback in the second round, maybe end of the first if you have to, mm-hmm. but uh, you could still get somebody in there and create more competition. More competition is what is what has driven this team uh, uh, to to grow and to get better. You know, and that, to me, that's 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 the thing. You know, if, uh, if you're to ask me about what the Bears have to do in this game, look, uh, Justin Fields has got to put together another back-to-back good game. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be as good as last week, minimum, bare minimum to win this game. He's got to use his legs. He's got to make good decisions with the football. He's got to look downfield. Uh, Bears offensive line has got to protect Justin Fields. That's going to be tough without Lucas Patrick, I guess. I don't know. It looks like Feeney will be starting. A Bears pass rush has got to, has got to uh, pressure uh, Jordan Love and get off the field on third down. Have to. Yeah. Uh, Bears, like you said, have to stop Aaron Jones last week. We gave up a 75-yard touchdown on the screen to Tyler Allgaier, who ain't exactly a fucking burner. You know, <laughs> the guy is, the guy's fat, if you ask me, for NFL running backs. But I'm, I like the guy. So, okay, limit limit the turnovers. Okay, let's look at that. You want to you wanna, uh, uh, compare Justin Fields and Jordan Love? They both have 13 turnovers that they're personally responsible for this season. 13, each guy. All right, you want to look at Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes? Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, 19 turnovers this season. Patrick Mahomes, 17 turnovers season. They're turning the ball. I know Justin Fields played four, what, four less games? Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, those guys are turning the ball over, too. You know, it all comes down to talent. Look at Patrick Mahomes this season. He's got nothing around him. Uh, Travis Kelsey is not the same player. I don't know whether he's injured. He talked about retiring because of injury. Uh, he hasn't had a good game and. Can't remember the last time Travis Kelsey had a good game, and that's the whole key to their offense. If Travis Kelsey isn't doing anything, the Chiefs' offense isn't anything. They got one guy, Rasheed Rice, who's a rookie. The other rest of the guys can't. He catch looks so off. good, though. He looks he, like they. He hit looks on like a pick. player. Yeah, they yeah. hit on the pick, but that's it. He's got nobody to throw. Mm-hmm. To. And we have DJ Moore. We got Cole Komet, who's banged up. We won't have Darnell Mooney today. We have to get receivers in this draft and in free agency. We have to beef up the interior of the offensive line. Um, you, the interior of the offensive line has got to put pressure in, in, in Jordan Love's face. Uh, Sweat and the and whoever's playing opposite him on the other side have got to, got to uh, pressure him on the edge. And then I think we have a good chance. The defense is going to give us a chance to win this game in the end as long as we don't turn the ball over. Right. Uh, we've been great in the first half of, of games. The Bears have been great. It's been a great bet all season. Bears first half plus the points or whatever. They've been great. It's the second half where they've struggled. They can't come out and they don't make the pre- proper adjustments. They get conservative mm-hmm. in the second half. But the, I think the defense will give us a chance to win. Uh, and, and that's all. You know, you've seen it all season long. We had chances to win. We've also seen the fourth quarter collapses. Yeah. Get out to a big lead. 
this team could could be a playoff game if we didn't collapse in two out of three of those games. We'd be, we'd be on the out. Uh, we, we may be leading the division. Think about it. If we if we would have won the games we should have won, you've got uh, uh you would have swept the Lions. You you uh would have beaten a playoff team in the Cleveland Browns. You, you I, I mean, what's the Denver should have won that one. Tampa Bay should have won that one. We were up, you know, I mean, all these games and it's the conservatism. And that's another thing pointing back to coaching too. So do you think Eberflus's job is on the line today? If he comes out and they lay an egg, I think last, the last, the turnaround of the second half of the season, the last five to seven games, like you said, uh, I think it's cemented uh, Eberflus. I think he's safe. Mm. Uh, uh, I think it's a shame that people have to wonder whether or not Justin Fields will be playing here next year. Because uh, uh, to me, I think uh, this is what tells me everything. There's teams out there who said, trade him to us, man. You know, right. like Las right. Vegas and Atlanta. We'll take him. You know, that tells Atlanta, me right there. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Vegas. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm seeing photoshops of Justin Fields and all these other jerseys. Yeah. Obviously, he is a commodity that other teams would want. Yeah, I'll tell you one more thing. If we didn't have the number one overall overall cho- draft pick we wouldn't even be talking about trading just fields because it wouldn't be a choice yeah you know we'd have to trade up to get one of Kalen's. we wouldn't be trading up to get one of them so to mm-hmm. me you trade you trade back like polls is done and you get you get picks that are going to raise the talent level on this roster you know and uh, uh if fields doesn't he's got you know we have we have him for a fourth year you know if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out we can reset then but i don't think you break up the locker room or destroy the morale of the locker room at this point in time that's just me yeah. Yeah. Uh, Getsy this week talked about how much he loved Fields. It almost sounded like he was hitching his wagon to Fields. So it sounded like he was trying to stick around and ride Fields' coattails. He, the guy makes a lot of difficult, a lot of bad decisions. But last week, we talked about it being Justin's breakout game. I thought Getze had a good call, a, a good game pl- calling plays as well. Yep. He was throwing the ball down the field. He was stretching the defense. But why did it take 17 weeks? That's I don't know the, why it that's takes the question. so long. I to mean, we went all in four with him calling plays terribly, you know, yeah. to start the season. Yeah, I don't know what takes him so long. And maybe that's just a coaching thing. Coaches are stubborn, man. I mean, even the great Nick Saban. When the transfer portal and NIL and all that started, he came out and kind of was against it. I mean, he was like, you know, I, I don't really like – and Davo Sweeney is still against it, Who who's at Clemson. These coaches are stuck in their ways and they're stubborn and they think my way works. That's what got Nagy canned. He said, my – these plays work. Why isn't it working with Mitch? And now he's got Patrick Mahomes looking average. The best quarterback in the league, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. As as an old school fan, Tooch, what does the Bears Packers rivalry mean to you, if anything? I mean, man, look, I've been a Bear. This is my fiftieth year of being a Bears fan. Seven nineteen seventy four. I was six years old, and uh, my uh, my dad, my uncles, a bunch of old Italian guys. You know, Goombas, Gabagol, and all that stuff. They would sit around and, you know, watch the game and stuff. And we would, uh, uh, you know, they would scream. They hated the, they 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 taught, taught me to hate the Packers. So, you know, I've been hating the Packers for 50 years. 
You know, you have to you, – you can hate the Packers, but you, you got to admire how they build teams. They're very good at building teams. They draft well. They've had they've had generational quarterbacks since I can remember, you know, right. from Rodgers for 15 years to Favre for 15 years. You know, uh, now I, I don't – look, the Packers are, are in a, a ship that's in unsafe, uncertain waters right now with Jordan Love because they don't know what they have. You know, they don't know whether he's going to be he, – he, he doesn't look like he's going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, I'll tell you that. So what are they going to do? You know, they'll stick with them until they find another one. But uh, uh, hating the Packers has been something I was brought up to do. But, I mean, look, yeah. it, it, it's gotten a, a, a little uh, less intense since we haven't won since 2018. But we need to win, man. Yeah, we were regularly beating the, beating the Packers back then, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And strangely enough, you talk about Jordan Love. I saw a side-by-side statistics from Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter. They are eerily similar. Now, Aaron Rodgers went six and nine, but their QBR is very uh, even. Their completion percentage, the yard, all the things are lining up. I think, I don't know what the Packers did to the football gods to get this lucky two, possibly three times in a row. But... They struck the shaft, gobbled the nuts. And swallow the gravy. That's what happened. <laughs> but uh, and, and maybe it'll still turn back around, and 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 it'll just be like, oh yeah, remember that year we thought Jordan Love was going to be really good. But it seems like, and I know you said there's no way that it, you know Aaron Rodgers is walk through that door. Brett Favre is walking through that door. Love's numbers are right there with the with with Rogers, his first year starting. And I was actually my co-host on Twelve Ounce Crow Rock podcast, Kyle. No. I was in the army with him the year that Aaron Rodgers was anointed the starter, and he was extremely worried. Uh, you know, yeah. from having Great all point. those years of a Hall of Fame quarterback, he was really worried about Rodgers coming in. He didn't know what he was getting out of him. And the rest is history. I mean, but man, I hate Rodgers. That guy is just something else. Um, Chris Watts, my man from across the pond. A, tell me what you're worried about in this Packers game. And B, I'm really interested in hearing what this rivalry means to an old school Bears fan, not necessarily living in it. What What does this rivalry mean to you, Christopher Watts? Cool. Yeah, I mean, the most thing I worried about really is their running backs and their tight end, really, because that, that seems to be, especially if they get the running backs coming out and picking up the short passes and also the tight end, I feel that's where our defense struggles a little bit. Uh, that's the main concern, but uh, go, go, talking about the rivalry, man, I fucking hate the Packers. I fucking <laughs> hate the Packers. And the reason why, there's two things why I hate the Packers, and this is from the 1980s, so two to remember this. Is the nineteen eighty five season we played at Lambeau Field, the Packers put loads of manure, horse shit in the Bears locker room to piss them off. Yes. I thought that was well out of order. But the second thing which is even bigger is that late hit on Jim McMahon. That absolutely yeah. boiled my blood. I were about twelve year old and, and I would yeah, Charles Martin and I would just get into the game yeah. and that absolutely boiled my blood. So ever since then I've absolutely hated the Packers and one of my old neighbours who, who got into football about three or four years ago, 
decided to be a Packers fan. So me and him hate each other when it comes to Sundays, when it's a Packers. So that's quite nice to have somebody <laughs> work where I can actually have a bit of back and forth. And I, like, I remember like, he was going to be, oh, yeah, actually, no, it's more than four years. It's about 10 years, over 10 years ago now. God time flies. But like, he came to me and goes, oh, I'm getting into football. Um, I haven't decided which team I'm going to pick yet. So I said, all right, right. And then he went, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a Packers fan. And I just sat there going, you're fucking jerking, aren't you? And he goes, no, no, I'm going to be a Packers fan. I went, Michael, this is going to strain our relationship. And I, and I remember watching it. We were around his flat. We actually, that was the game where we actually beat him in, in Lambeau Field in 2015. And I would have sat there and we beat him and I would have given him so much shit for about a good hour after that game. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely hate the Packers. I am worried about their running game, but I think one of the pluses for our, for our game is that their run defence is sort of in the middle of the NFL. So if we can get our running offence going uh, and then we can sort of play off that, you know, with some play action, then I think we can... Uh, you know, beat them. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not too sure who's who's helping our running backs. Did somebody say uh, Herbert's injured? I don't know. But um, I, I think it's you know, questionable. So it might be good to see the rookie play as well. I don't know what's happened to Demonte Foreman. I don't know if he's in the bad books or whatever. Which is a shame because you know I really enjoy his style of running and he's been very productive, but. This is this is it's like what KB said. It, this game can sort of the effects of the result is going to be on so many people's lives and how this club's going to go. Do you know what I mean? If we get absolutely hammered by the Packers, then mm. you know the decisions are going to be so different compared to if we win this game. And it's just like it's. I'm really excited for it, boys. I'm telling you, I, you know, this is like the most excited I've been about a game all season. And it's like I'll touch sort of touch it as well. It's just going to be a good, good sort of see how well we've improved, especially from that first game where we were absolutely atrocious. So how we've improved over this season, especially over the last sort of quarter of the season with our defense. So I feel like we definitely match up a lot better with them. I feel like we've got a lot of momentum. Uh, I don't feel like that the Packers they feel like they were, you know, when they had Rodgers and, and Favre. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a win. But uh, it's just going to be so interesting to see the fallout of this game, regardless if we win or not, because that could, you know, see out where the club's going to be going over the next sort of two or three years. Absolutely, yeah. And you touched on some great points there. I love the story about your neighbor because I live in Kentucky, so there's a bunch of different fan bases. But when Randall Cobb got drafted by the Packers, a lot of Kentucky fans became Packers fans because they showed that they believed in one of our guys. And I always like to tell them, well, and Gay Gabriel's talked about this. Randall Cobb was on our draft board, but we had a guy, and at the time Randall Cobb was just looked at as a returner, possible slot receiver. We had a pretty good returner. I mean, he's a pretty good returner named Devin Hester uh, when he was drafted. So that's what really kept us from getting Randall Cobb. But, uh, I mean, and then Randall Cobb just going out and being an absolute Bears killer, really. Uh, and, and everyone knows me at work and in my all walks of life that I am the Bears fan. I wear Bears jerseys and all, I wear a hat every day. And it's if it's not Bears, it's UK. Um, I did get some Blackhawks gear for Christmas, so I got to work on getting me a Blackhawks hat. I uh, got me a Connor Bedard jersey 
starting to get into <laughs> hockey a little bit, but uh, that, that's another story for another day. But I, I love the story of you and your neighbors. I could just picture Chris walking out on game day and just flipping the birds of the neighbor over there and <laughs> letting them know what's up. But uh, awesome story. And, and you touched on the – yeah, uh, and, and you touched on the Packers' rush defense, which is middle of the pack. The Bears' rush defense, I heard this on the score yesterday when they were breaking it down. Fellas, we are in the echelon of that 85 Bears defense by the numbers. Yeah. The greatest defense of all time, our rush defense is right up there with them. Go ahead, I, KB. I just want to throw this in there. There's something I just, I just realized today. Apparently, the Bears have the number two rush offense in the league. That's something I did not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's really a three-headed monster back there. So if Herbert can't go, you still got Deontay Foreman. If he can't go, you still got Roshan Johnson. If neither of them can go, apparently you can just call Darrington Evans and tell him, okay, you ready to go? You ready to go? And he steps right in, and it's a, it's a revolving door. And as much as everyone hates Getsy, that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a plus in his side. Like, no matter who's back there, he's getting – uh, some consistency from the running back position. And that's also looks good for our offensive line, who for the most part, they've held their own this year. I mean, they're not – we don't have a Trent Williams at left tackle. We don't have, you know, uh, Jason Kelsey at center. or We don't have the best of the best, but these guys get the job done. Other than the Browns game, it seems like our offensive line is holding up, which is fantastic to see. Um, Justin's been running for his life since he got in the league, so you got to have an offensive line to protect that guy from himself sometimes. Um, but, yeah, uh, great points, Chris, about the about the running game. Uh, glad you brought that up. Uh, an old-school football fan is going to talk about the running game for sure, uh, which, which is still important yeah. even in this passing league. Um Jordan Silvera, you're over in California. Is Jordan uh, still here? He is. I, Looks like I he's kinda... got the police outside of his house with that flashing red and the blue light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hurry up, Justin. Get, get your thoughts in before they arrest you. What's the uh, what's your biggest concern? Um, and then tell me what this rivalry means to you. I know you're kind of out of it over there. You're not in the thick of it. You're way out west chilling in California, smoking some weed, going to Utah. <laughs> but what does this rivalry mean to you, brother? Yeah, it's uh, – I guess I'll go a little offbeat here. I think biggest concern for today's game is Matt LaFleur putting Matt Eberflus in that defense in a blender. Uh, because, I mean, look, at the end of the day, one is a, is a better coach than the other, and I'm, you can argue to a wall with that. Um, we, we certainly can make time if you want to talk about what – Eberflus and if he should be in Chicago and all that. But at the end of the day, um, if anything, like what Matt Eberflus showed, not just being able to form his offense and work with the toughest quarterback to probably deal with in history with Aaron Rodgers to then finding a way to make it work with the young quarterback and Jordan Love, who was unproven with the youngest receiving core in the league and has found a way to produce what he's done. It's very clear that uh, the Packers have a dude in Matt LaFleur. Um, and I think Coach you know, matters. Yeah, with with Matt with Matty Reflus, I mean his defense looks great. His defense also looks like it's supposed to from 2002, and so um, is a reality of what's going to happen when Reflus with a modern offense. What's he going to do to it? And it's a big difference between now and Week One for both teams. But I think 
that's probably what scares me the most. If you want me to go player, it's Jordan Love. Um, I we're all allowed to feel very differently about it, um, but to me, Jordan Love is the real fucking deal. Um, you you can talk about you know I'm not telling you he's Aaron Rodgers. I'm not telling you he's Brett Favre, but um, 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yards with again. Jaden Reed and Christian Watson, who's not really playing, and Luke Musgrave, who's not really playing, and this guy from South Dakota State, Tucker Craft, and you know David Bakhtiari's not really playing, so his offensive line's kind of mixed. Matt, look, you can make a hundred excuses. The reality is the numbers are the numbers, and the kid looks like he's legit. So um, I think that that kid, to me, I'm not to, not telling you he's a Hall of Famer, but I don't have questions. I think they're going to roll with him uh, in Green Bay, and I don't, I don't think that there's any consideration about. Um, what they're doing with him. As a matter of fact, they got him on a deal with that revised deal. So yeah, um, I think that's, those are the two that say scare me as far as what being uh, this, this rivalry means to me. I mean, I think it's the richest in sports history uh, to me. It's, I mean, it, as much as, you know, bears fans are, and if you want to make me a war criminal for my comments, we can do that. But um, the reality is, is that I think uh, to me, the Packers have been big brother to the bears for 30 years. Um, and that's not fun to say as somebody who roots for the bears, but uh, the reality is that Bears fans always will have those kind of one-ups like, hey, the Packers wouldn't even exist if uh, House wouldn't have bailed them out and given them the money. Right. So, uh, yeah. it, is, it is one of the richest rivalries. It's something that's uh, very important to a lot of people. For me personally, I've told this story before. I'll keep it real brief. But uh, my, my fandom of the Chicago Bears started uh, back on November 7th, 1999. And that was when the Bears uh, won a one-point game, won 14-13 versus the Green Bay Packers. Um, and that was a game that I said, I told my father at the time, I was like, well, whoever wins, um, I will be a fan of that team. Uh, and that is I, that is one of the, I will tell you, that's one of the worst <laughs> feelings I've ever had because, God damn it, if, if, if the Packers had found a way to put two points on the board or just one more, the Bears didn't get theirs. Um, I would be looking at, you know, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and a championship. Oh, and, stop it. Shut up. And being <laughs> other, but, uh, yeah, I think that to me it's it's – that was how I found the bears and how I decided on where to side with it. And little did I know at that time that that would be one of the only times that the bears would squeak past the Packers. And I beat squeak. They won by a single point and uh, it was one of their most impressive wins. So, well, uh, yeah. The good thing is for you in that the Chicago bears uniforms, their jerseys are so much more beautiful. Oh, than no, no, no. For sure. So let's talk about ass color for the Packers. Yeah. I, I'm not here to just be like, Oh, I love the Packers. One of the things that I absolutely cannot stand about the Packers is how cheap the jerseys look. Now I know they're not cheap. It's definitely by design, but they have like that, like tattered, like uh whole look. It, it's not a good look. The colors are fine. Um, I've heard, I've loved to go to Lambeau field. I've heard title town is beautiful. But they play exactly what George, what George Justin Fields said. There's nothing to do in Wisconsin other than to eat cheese, drink beer, and watch football. Um, so, I mean, it's – I don't – best of luck to everybody that plays for the Packers. I know Aaron Rodgers probably loved his life out there. I, I to be fair, I've not lived and not seen Wisconsin. But to me, I don't know how and what you'd want to do out there, uh, why you'd want to live out there. So, uh, it's not it's not all about, you know – Pro Packers, like I said, I, I root for the Bears, but um, I'm also honest about what the Packers have done to the Bears over the last 30 years. And uh, you know, there's a certain point. I think I'm trying to put it nicely that Big Brother is appropriate uh, because, yeah. to be fair, I don't think the Packers really fear anything about the Bears every year. I think that they look at it like ah, oh, just another year. And and until the Bears do something to change that, that's rightful. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you chose the Bears. I love your insight. Um, I'm glad you're not wearing 
They call it green and gold. That's fucking yellow, first of all. It's not gold. That is yellow. yellow. You look like a trash can. And gold is the um, Saints. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. I'm like, the Saints wear gold. Look at Purdue. They wear gold. You are not wearing gold. That the is Commanders yellow. got more gold than they goddamn W than they get the Packers got. <laughs> the hell? But uh, I'm seeing it a lot in the chat. The number one thing today is fuck Green Bay. Uh, you touched on Justin Fields' comments. There's nothing to do other than watch football. Absolutely correct. Maybe go ice fishing. Although uh, Adam Hogue has a lot of family in Minnesota, and he spoke this week that they went up there for Christmas, and he said the lakes aren't frozen over. So I don't even know if they can go ice fishing anymore. They can really just get drunk and watch the Packers. So uh, there's not there's not a whole lot to do in Wisconsin. There's not a whole lot that I would be interested in going up there for. Um, yeah, it's got to be a, a difficult life living in Wisconsin and, uh, and, and cheering for the Packers. Um, I spoke on Aaron Jones being my biggest concern today, and now I'd like to speak on what this rivalry means to me. I wasn't born into this, fellas. I was born and grew up a Bengals fan. I cheered for Carson Palmer, Ocho Cinco, when he was Chad Johnson, Hushman Zada, I met my beautiful wife in 2009, and she tells me, you have to choose a better team. And I was like, well, who's your team? And she's like, oh, my, I'm out here for the hometown team. And I was like, oh, so you're a Bengals fan too. That's cool. And she goes, no, my family's from Chicago. I'm a Bears fan. And I grew up, I played linebacker, always had love for Erlacher and Briggs in the, in the history of linebackers in Chicago. So I was like, okay, cool, let's watch them. My first Bears jersey was a Devin Hester jersey. And I have loved this team from that moment on. And there's been a lot of downs. I'm not going to lie. Actually, when the Bengals punched their ticket to the Super Bowl, the first thing I did was look at my wife and say, you told me I had to pick a better team. <laughs> here I am with another rebuild, and the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Sign these divorce papers. <laughs> but no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, I love the Bears. I love their colors. I am I am bought into this franchise financially and in my head. Uh, the, I get anxiety watching the Bears game. I, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm coaching. I'm hollering for first downs. I don't know if you guys saw the video that went viral of the wife that had the bingo card and takes a drink when her husband, when she hits bingo and her husband's doing first down and fist pump. This My wife showed me that, and I was like, yeah, that's me. That's how I watch the games. I uh, so, so this game, this rivalry, this team means a lot to me. Made the correct life decisions. Thank you, J2K. Yeah, uh, I love this team. I love this franchise. I may not love the ownership, but I don't get to choose that. Uh, but uh, that—that's—that's that's what this means to me. Is to go out and win today means so much, especially like I said here in Kentucky, we don't have a pro team, so you have a bunch of different people who choose their teams for different reasons. Whether it's Randall Cobb, whether it's I liked Brett Favre as a kid, whether it's um, I, I know Saints fans who became Saints fans because they won after Katrina. You know, there, there's so many. Of course, the Titans and Bengals are are really big because they're the closest teams, but there's a bunch of different teams here, and I'm one of the very few Bears fans here. So everyone knows me as that Bears fan 
in Kentucky at Georgetown at the TMMK plant, and I have to hear it year in and year out of how bad my franchise is. And I just want to see light at the end of the tunnel, and I kind of feel like I do. The way this defense plays, and I was on Eberflus's ass. You guys know this. I was ready to fire him week four. I'm starting to really like the way he's put this team together. Yeah, we, the way we've been bashing him all season. Absolutely. The way he has them playing for each other, KB, we're definitely going to ask the juggernaut about that this offseason. But the way he has them playing for each other and playing like a – it feels like a team to me. You know what I mean? I didn't feel that way with Nagy. I hated the Tressman hire. I haven't felt this way since Lovey with players playing for each other. And Iberfus gets up there and sounds like a complete idiot at the podium. And even in his post game, when they show him in the in the locker room, I'm like, God, how do you play for this guy? How do you run through a brick wall for this guy? It doesn't make sense to me, but damn it, it works. And I love this team and I love this franchise. We just got to go out and get a dub today, fellas. We have to. Yeah. We can knock the Packers to, out of the playoffs today. I, Nothing better I, than that. Let's go. Absolutely. Yep. I talked about it week one, turning this franchise around, turning this rivalry around, and we came out and we fell flat. Now it's time to turn that all around and show them the way we have progressed through the season. And I say we. I'm that guy. I say we when I'm talking about my team. And I feel like, I can relate because my Kentucky Wildcats do this to Louisville. They are big brother. They run that rivalry. And it's the other way with Tennessee. Tennessee has whooped our ass for years. No matter how good or bad our team is, we go down to Knoxville, it's probably an L. So I know how this feels from both sides, and I'm ready to feel it. On the other side, I'm sick and tired of them having a Hall of Fame quarterback, them having better coaching, them drafting better, them doing all the right things, and our team floundering and trying again and rebuilding and firing everyone and trying again. I'm sick of it. We have to have continuity, and I think the Bears are ready to turn that corner. Uh, But I do want to say we have nearly 100 people in the chat. And yeah, we had 122 at one time. I saw up there, and 24 likes. So if you guys could please give us a like, a goddamn like, we would appreciate it. Um, if you hate the Packers, like hit the like. Come on, absolutely. Or or even if you're a Packers fan and you're in our chat and you love the Packers, hit the like. I'm not gonna say uh, go pack go all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna say go the fuck back home, and that's what the Bears have. <laughs> well, fellas, oh, it is AFC. 11. Go ahead, Sorry, Chris. AFC, go no, go ahead, Chris. If there's many Packer fans in the chat, if there's many Packer fans in the chat, fuck you, fuck the Packers, and we're going we're gonna to fucking kick your ass today, mate. And the fucking tide is turning, my friends. The tide is turning. So, fuck girl, pack girl, fuck off. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, so we all we kind of touched on the game. We touched on what we're worried about. We talked about some Jordan Love. We talked about some Aaron uh, Aaron Jones. We talked about some defense. We talked about some numbers. Even we had some damn numbers on here today on a tailgate show, fellas. 
But thank you, Chris, for that. Um, I think it's time to kind of get in and make our predictions. Give me – I'm going to start with KB if you pay attention, and then we'll go around and I'll finish this off. Give me your score prediction, your bowl prediction. MVB, Jordan, most valuable bear. Uh, and, and, uh, and hit your, hit your shout outs and, 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 and all those things. And, and then we'll get on out of here. Go ahead, KB. All right, man. Uh, let's, let's, you know what? We've been putting up a lot of points kind of, kind of lately. It's been a little shocking. I say 28, 24 bears win. I can't I, I I can't pick the Packers for shit, bro. I don't I don't give a damn if they better than us or not. I, I I can't do it. Uh yeah. MVB. We'll just we'll just we'll just go with the whole round table on this. Justin Fields in uh surprising, surprising one. <laughs> Luke Getsy. <laughs> uh who who just who just discovered uh he can call crossing routes apparently. So, hey, this guy DJ Moore is pretty man. fucking good at that, huh? I loved it. I loved seeing it last week. The crossers, man, guys open. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was, it, it was something. It was something fun to see. You know, yep. it, a, who knows? You know, you got two fast wide receivers. Let's run them across the field. Uh, yeah, I, I say the MVBs will be Cole. It's going to be Justin Fields, Lou Gessie. Uh Bowl prediction. I say twenty-eight. Yeah. And, Justin Fields has three touchdown passes today. Nice. Uh, I, I want I want to go all in. I want you. I, I want to see him in the in the season on a high note, man. Uh, uh, regardless of what happens after this, whether or not he is traded, whether or not he's still here, I think it's it is all a covenant on what he's going to do today. What how he shows up and how he shows out. So. I'll go with that. Like I said, I got the Bears winning this one. Uh, like I said, my bold prediction is the three touchdowns. Shout outs. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. 120 is nice. Sure, it'd be nice to have 100 likes. You motherfuckers need to hit the like button. It only takes a second. Helps the yeah, algorithm. It's 43 right now. So. Right, man. Don't don't make me come on this goddamn podcast like Cat Williams now. Start standing <laughs> now you're going to get canceled if you do that. Okay. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> some truths need to be goddamn told. All right, need some of y'all to hit the like button, bro. Uh, that being said, man, look, it's been a, it's been a hell of a season, man. We we've had a lot of downs. We we've had a few ups. Uh, it's it's sad to say that this is the last game to talk about. Uh, it, we got a whole off season to go through. Should be exciting to see. I know folks are gonna be jumping all over goddamn podcast to, to talk to certain people. Hopping on other people's podcasts. Hopefully, we can get Cuz on here to talk about how the season was for him and what the first year in Chicago was like. Uh, yeah, we we gonna work on all that, man. So thanks to everybody that tuned in. What is eighteen weeks of, of of straight hell and sometimes good times? All right, yeah. we love all of y'all for tuning in, man. Love you boys for jumping on here, man. It always makes my Sundays, no matter what I'm doing. Love being on here with y'all, man. Love y'all boys. Bear down. Bear down. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, uh, score prediction. I, I war criminal again. War criminal here. Um, I got. I got. Don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it. Look. Let, and okay, fine. Give me like twenty seconds. To not just sound like I'm a contrarian. I think it's a hell of an ask to ask this team, even as hot as they are, to go into Lambo, into their house yep. when they are playing with more at stake. They are healthier. You have some key players out for the Bears. 
That is a big ask. It doesn't mean it's a, it's not something you can accomplish. I would love nothing more than to eat the biggest plate of crow. I hope that the Bears shut me the fuck up. I hope that they they find a way to spoil the Packers. That is all still true. But I also just understand that what the task is is quite difficult to achieve. And so for that reason, I'm going Packers 31, Bears 23. Um, I think it'll be an exciting game. Like I said, when you think about that score, you're talking about just a one-possession game. Um, it just doesn't quite go right for whatever reason. As far as MVB, because, um, again, I probably wouldn't go probably wouldn't go with a Bear as the most valuable player but because we're doing Bears. I'm going to go with uh, Andrew Billings. Um, I think that Josh Myers has been okay, uh, but the reality is you know, the juggernaut, as we call him, but I actually prefer just Big Buck Billings since he got paid. Um, but, you know, Big Billings there um, I think is going to make some trouble in the middle of that Packers offensive line because I think that's where they – they're a good unit, but they just don't have quite the depth. Um, so I think that that's probably my most valuable bear. I think that he can muck up some plays for whether it's Dylan or Jones, maybe get into Jordan Love's face from time to time. Um, and then bold prediction, I'm going to go that Khalil Herbert just has a, a crazy run today. Like one of those just, you know, oh, it was a 65-yard run because he, you know, went from one side of the field to the other. I think that um, he looks healthy, and I think that he'll have a day. Awesome. Um, Chris, please change our minds. I didn't want to hear a Packer win today. Um, that's Sorry, fellas. <laughs> no man i get it I'll, you're you know, getting it in the chat bro. probably gonna hear a lot of the same stuff from me ah <laughs> i mean I, I love you jordan i you know i love you mate and i respect your opinion and i know this is more of a heart statement rather than the head because i do agree with a lot of the points you made but i can't fucking i just can't do it mate i cannot i cannot say the packers are going to beat the bears even if there's no logic behind my statement uh, I think the Bears are going to win 27-24. I think DJ Moore could have a really big game, and we need him to have a big game because we're very low on the wide receivers. So that's DJ Moore's going to be my outstanding uh, player for the Bears. But I just want to say that, um, I just want to say thank you for making this the best Bears season I've ever had. And this is regarding my trip to Chicago. That would have happened if I went on this show with you guys. It wouldn't have happened without the support of everybody who donated money towards that GoFundMe. If it were like a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, you made you made my dream come true. And I, and I will forever be, you know, I'll be forever thankful for, for that opportunity what you gave me because it's something I wanted to do ever since I was 13 and I'm 50 now. And uh, it was just a beautiful experience. It wasn't so much, it was awesome going to the games. But the best part was meeting all you guys and meeting new people I met in Chicago. Everybody was so welcoming and kind. And uh, you know, I had such a good time with Mr. Shorty. You know, he's like my brother. And uh, that, 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 this season's just been amazing. Just the fact that I got to meet you guys in person and I got to be in Soldier's Field that I never thought I'd actually ever make it. Um, and, you know, and I was quite emotional the first game, just, just walking around and seeing the field and, you know, just interacting with people, and it was such a good experience. Even though the first game was terrible, but the second game we won. Well, that's been a bear's fun, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say it's, it's such a sad thing that the season seems to go so quickly when it's the NFL. You know, it's such a short season, but that's that's been the highlight for me this year. Is is um, you know meeting everybody face to face and seeing the bears in person and experience Chicago as a city. 
absolutely awesome city. You know, I, I want to. I'd love to live there. And um, it's just been that was like one of the best experiences of my life. And I couldn't have done it without you guys supporting me with this show, with Alder, with BCP, with the GoFundMe. So I just want to thank everybody again who you know put a little money my way. That you know you made this. You made this short, middle-aged, dim-witted Yorkshireman very, very happy. And I will be eternally, I'm eternally grateful for that opportunity you gave me. So bear down to you guys because we've got the best fans in the world. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't say it better. Uh, the, the, the game was cool, but that night at Aldo's was special. Ooh, uh, that shit was priceless. <laughs> yeah, it was priceless. Priceless. <laughs> I'm glad I drove out for that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two, you and me both, man. I wish yeah. I could remember it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, England, England versus America, baby. That's all you need to remember. <laughs> they was both countries were struggling the next morning, KB. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, terrible, <too> terrible. <laughs> Look, man, uh, the Packers have, have been the Bears' kryptonite for a while. I, I just I, I don't have a lot of confidence. I think. The fact that I did not bet a side or total in this game should tell you guys something. I bet the Bears team total over 20 and a half. I think the Bears get to 21. Uh, the injuries don't help us, though. Um, like I said, the Packers might just be the healthier team right now. The definite advantage of coaching goes to Green Bay, like Jordan said, man. They just have a better coach. Uh, they, they have a better uh, offensive play caller than we do. They make better adjustments at halftime. That's what worries me. I think the Bears – you, we might be uh, up at halftime, you know, and looking good and everyone's happy. And then, you know, uh, I, I, I've seen it this season where we kind of don't make the adjustments, we blow it at halftime. Uh, I just, I, I can't see this game. But I'll tell you right now, if we have a chance to uh, knock the Packers out of the playoffs, man, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, that's my number one. I want us to win so bad, you know, because we knock them out of the playoffs, man. I'll be able to go into work on Monday and say uh, to all the Packers fans, that oh, was a good run for you guys this season. We'll see you next season. But you know, <laughs> I, I have no, I have no idea. You know, I, I don't have any idea what's going to happen. I know the totals that uh, uh, I, one thing I do think though, is that uh, it'll come down to the last two minutes of the game. One team will be able to win it with a field goal. Uh, lately it's been the, the bears trying to heave a hail Mary to win it and i don't like that you know unfortunately that's the way the season's been the bears have to learn how to win they're a young team uh eber uh, uh like i said we've been talking about eber whether or not he's going to be here next year i think he'll be here because of this last little run and then uh you know it's a lot easier to fire a coach after three years than two years you know and sell that to the team management and sell that to the, to the media and sell that to the fans you know uh, aaron and i have been calling for eber head for most of this season yeah. You know, we, we, I'm, we're still calling for Getzi's head. I don't think he's a very good play caller. I hate all, I, you know, I just hate all the shotgun stuff. When you saw it last week when Justin Fields was under center, the offense played a lot better. You got a good look at the defense up there. You know, uh, run, running from the shotgun is never the best idea, especially on the goal line. You know, uh, you, you give the defense, you know, uh, five yards to get to, get to the running back back there. It's just get on, line up under sever, under, under center. And push the ball, you know. Uh, I, I think uh, if we're to win this game, Justin Fields has got to make the plays. You know, would I love to see Fields throw for 300, demolish the Packers like he did 
the Falcons. He could have easily had 300 yards, three touchdowns. And Tyler Scott, yeah, and Tyler arguably Scott those, another touchdown. Those were tough catches. You can't. Yeah. I mean, look, but those were great passes. Uh, and if uh, if he had hit those two passes, and you know what would have been what 51 to 17, we'd be talking a little different story here. We'd be uh, a, a little. Uh, a little more uh, confident in getting a victory up there. But like Jordan said, it's a big ask. You know, the Packers win and they're in. You know, the Bears knock them out. And the Packers still have a little chance. I believe the playoff picture says something like, uh, uh, I have it here somewhere. Uh, Green Bay, if Green Bay loses or ties, uh, they need a Seattle loss or tie and a ta- they need a Seattle loss and a Tampa Bay loss. They need a Seattle loss or tie and a New Orleans loss or tie. I know it's so, it's so complicated. Uh, if a Minnesota loses or ties, plus a Seattle loss and a Tampa Bay loss, the Packers are in. If Minnesota loses or ties, plus a Seattle loss and a Saints loss, they're in. So if we beat them, they need a lot of help. That's the bottom line. Uh, final score, I'm going to say, God, I'm going to just go. I, w- I want to put this out into the ether. Into re- I'm going to say Bears 24, Packers 23, just so I can have a good day. I'll be watching this game. We have a lot of time. I mean, this game doesn't start for another five hours so yeah. you could get you could get your stuff done you got to shovel snow if it snowed by you go out and shovel the snow you want to watch some of the early games you know i do have to say man last night ac college basketball i had a one of those draft king boosts 25 uh 20 i put 25 max limit bet 100 profit boost on a parlay was 10 legs nine of them hit 25 bucks would have paid three thousand. man i was getting down to the end here and I'm like, honey, <laughs> we're watching. Honey, we're, you know, we're, we're close to hitting. I only lost one. It was Arkansas at home versus Auburn. I was like, why the fuck did I play an Auburn SEC basketball? Auburn beat their ass, too. Auburn beat they? the crap out of them. I thought, <laughs> I thought, and I was like, that's a high-risk game. Why did I put in there? I, I had a great day in college basketball yesterday. I picked some great games to win. I had a, a round robin with five teams, and I had four out of five of them. So that was big. I uh, had some other, uh, and if I would have just put in St. Thomas money line, I'd be sitting here with 5,000 bucks richer, mm. you know? And, uh, but you know, I'm going to hit one eventually because uh, I do love college basketball. I hit on Kentucky money line, North Carolina money line, Lipscomb money line yesterday. It was a nice day for Anthony and I uh, at poundedsports.com. Uh, my free pick on the show, weekend sports betting tips, is Bears team total over 20 and a half. I think we get to 21. You know, Packers' defense isn't all that special. I think uh, uh, for my player of the game, look, I'm going to choose DJ Moore with the matchup between him and Jerry Alexander. You know, that's going to be key to this game. You know, uh, Alexander sat out the last game because he did something stupid with that coin toss, you know, (laughs) going out. Who does that? Who does that? L's down for players players from Louisville, apparently. So, so, so Jerry Alexander, well, like maybe, that. maybe we get into his head a little bit here. I'm going to take DJ Moore. <laughs> good call. Good call. Um, I want to say, I'm going to start with shout outs and then I'll talk about the game. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Um, you guys were absolutely killing it today. Uh, we have 96 watching and we have 51 likes right now. Maybe we can match that up a little more. Hit the like on your way out. We appreciate it. Uh, helps our algorithm here at the Ballroom Network. Um, absolutely shout out to you guys for an incredible season. Coming on week in and week out, win, lose, or draw. We all, we bared down. We talked about um, 
good things, bad things, ready to fire the coach, ready to shoot Getsy into the sun, which may, maybe we still are. Uh, the, there's there's something to be said about continuity um, on a coaching staff and on your team. Uh, we'll see what happens after today, but uh, it definitely – there was a lot of comments in the chat talking draft. Um, today is fuck Green Bay. Tomorrow we can talk draft. Uh, we will come back this off season. We're trying to line something up with, uh, with the juggernaut, uh, Mr. Andrew Billings. Um, we got to get him a t-shirt or something. Aldo, I, I know we don't have a swag shop anymore, but we got to get him a barroom t-shirt. We'll probably have to cut the sleeves off cause my guy's a big dude, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we got to get him a barroom t-shirt so we can rock that in the, uh, in the locker room and let everybody know, Hey. Go talk to my cousin and them uh, about the Bears. Um, so we're, we'll line that up. Of course, we'll have plenty of time to talk draft. I know Jordan, you're uh, you you've been balls deep in tape for the last indeed couple of months. <laughs> to say it lightly, to say it lightly. <laughs> so so we'll definitely have we'll have some draft shows and maybe we'll come in when free agency kicks off and talk a little about that. But uh, I do have a couple questions for Jordan after you sign off on that pick okay. just draft related and one player on the bears that i didn't know who number 80 was i'm like colin i didn't johnson. either when he i was like who's when he i know who's colin johnson, johnson. <laughs> colin johnson texas he was on the bears before could you give us a little scouting report on colin johnson former texas longhorn uh i mean big big brick shithouse he's like six he's six, big yeah he's yeah, big I mean, six five two twenty yeah, I, it's funny because, I mean, I'm not trying to at all shit on EQ. But, like, to me, I, this kind of felt like that same thing. Like, hey, can we get a big guy to play X that will be able to block his ass off? Um, and, I mean, again, he's a big target. Like, hey, give him a chance, throw it up to him, see what he can come down with because he can be just kind of – he can box out. He can play power forward at the catch point against DB. So, uh, I mean, that was kind of the enticing part about him. But he was a late pick, wasn't anything special. And there's That's a reason he's been, pick. Yeah, there's a reason he is, he's bounced around. I mean, he – got picked because of his measurables he's i'll give you an example and i i mean it's i hadn't even really thought about this till now but johnny wilson the, the receiver out of florida state that people love i mean i don't see a receiver he's six seven like two thirties got i mean yeah he's a freak um but colin johnson would be kind of that example like you draft a guy like that because of the traits because of the size um so to me there's a reason he's bounced around on teams i don't think he's quite developed to what he could have been but he's just got a very unique body style and i think that's why you saw him added to the active roster and it wouldn't if they do want to play him today. It wouldn't surprise me if they just want him to be moving uh, DBs in the run game. And uh, he better he better go ahead and get on that Darren Waller program, brother. Yeah. Make that switch <laughs> for Johnny Wilson. That's me too. I would I would. That's the way I see Johnny Wilson going. I, I like the uh, I like Keon Coleman, man. I I like uh, his hand stuff and. People are saying he can't separate, but 50-50 balls. Oh, shit, it, it, it's ninety ten for. For him, and I, you want to talk about a blocking from the wide receiver? He might be the best blocking wide receiver in this draft. You don't need EQ next year if you draft uh, Keon Coleman. I tell you that right now. Love this. Yeah. I love his kid's game. He's shifty too. I mean, I'm still but, you, yeah. Junior, yeah, yeah. I know. I, we're out, <laughs> if, if, we, if we can't get him, that's a great second prize, man. Look, I, no, I like. Uh, I take both of them. I like, <laughs> I like. I like Rome from uh from Washington. Adunze. I like. I didn't Rome notice too, how man. big he was until I he looked. He goes him up. down so easy, man. I, I like. I like a, Yak. I, like I thought yak. he was a little fast dude, but I looked him up. He's no, like he's big. Three. 
I was yeah. like, wow, I, I didn't, he didn't, to me, he didn't look that big, but yeah, the, the, the biggest thing I noticed about Johnson when he came in last week was how clean his Jersey was. Yeah. I was like, Who is this guy? <laughs> his Jersey just came like off the press. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, that, that was, yeah, that definitely really cool. Uh, I, I forgot where I was in my shout outs. Uh, yep. so you got to give your pick y'all. and your players. Did you give your yeah, pick yeah, yeah. So my yeah. pick, um, my score prediction I got Bears winning this game 24 to 20. I've been thinking about it all week, and that was the number I was landing on consistently. Uh, my bold prediction is that the Bears actually take over down 17-20, and Justin Fields leads them down the field. We need to see that. Leads them down the field for a game-winning touchdown. You see that kind of thing? That's, That's the biggest knock on him, isn't it? The exactly. fourth, quarter, fourth quarter fields. Yeah, his fourth quarter and his play against the zone have been his biggest knocks for the season. I would love to see him prove all that wrong today in front of when everyone's watching. I mean, it's America's game of the week. We're all getting this game. Tony Romo and Jim Nance calling it. I know a lot of people hate on Romo lately, but he's one of my favorites as far as commentating goes. Um, Yeah, so – so, obviously, my MVP is going to be Justin Fields. He throws a game-winning touchdown at the end. Uh, hopefully, it's to DJ Moore um, because uh, I saw it a few weeks ago. There was a guy who made a $5 bet on a 14-leg parlay with a bunch of touchdown scorers and won five hundred grand. So, as soon as I saw that, I have went and done the same thing. Uh, just like a big parlay, I'll just throw a dollar on it to win. Yeah. 30 grand, you know, in a bunch of different games, and I've got DJ Moore in our game, So I need a DJ Moore touchdown today uh, to, to push that parlay through. Um, but, yeah, uh, and, you, and you talked about college basketball. My Kentucky Wildcats won, but I didn't have the balls to put money on it because it was their first road game, and I was just uh, – I didn't feel great about it. But uh, You know how I feel about those boys. They pulled out the win. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Reed Shepard. Watch yep. out for him in the league next year. Made a couple a big shots yesterday, man. And yeah, yeah, they trusted him to put the game away. But uh, I know this isn't a college basketball show. Um, so yeah, that, that's uh, coming up with AC and me. College basketball right after this show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you talk to Aldo. I don't know if my wife will like me being on the computer. <laughs> my wife too, man. <laughs> more, <laughs> more than I already oh, no. am. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I've got my MVP, my school prediction, my bowl prediction, I guess, is just improving everybody wrong. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll have a few shows this offseason. Uh, Next weekend recapping the season? Yeah, we could probably do that if you guys want to. If you guys are yeah, down for maybe that, maybe a little uh, Jordan will have some scouting reports out there under yeah. his belt. A little, little, yeah, we uh, could do that. Glimpse can, uh, at some, some fits for the Bears. Because because by next Sunday we'll know if Getsy's back, if Eberflus is back, yeah. maybe if Justin's back. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't think but, you're gonna yeah. have a decision on Justin by then. So. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but uh, I mean, they traded the number one pick early last last year, so I maybe. Was say, we'll, wouldn't we'll, it after the Super Bowl where we had uh, Jimmy G get traded immediately? Was it that early? I don't remember. Yeah, I, it was damn near like the day after or some shit like that. Jimmy G was already traded. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean those always happen. Like I think back so. to Stafford got traded around that time. Alex Smith a few years ago. Like they do have a couple of those, but. Um, I mean, we'll see. I definitely am excited to see what happens. But yeah. if they do trade fields, um, I think it pays them to hold off a bit and let teams get anxious 
Uh, yeah. You want you want you want some of those those reports and QB measurables and things to come out so you get Absolutely. teams anxious going, oh shit, we really want X person, but that guy's now you know top six pick. There's no mm. way he gets to 15, and then you see a team squirming. I mean, like the perfect one is the Sam Darnold trade. Um, that was the Panthers when they had to realize, oh crap, um, and maybe it was. Tra- did they trade? I think they traded Bridgewater and got Darnold or something of that sort where they realized we're not going to be in a position to grab a quarterback. We like now they probably should have taken Justin Fields at the time, but um, they ended up taking JC Horn, but that was a situation where they got anxious and said, we're not going to be able to get a QB we want. So we'll trade the farm for Sam Darnold. Yeah. And they, uh, I, I think a lot of that'll come after the combine. So we'll come back next week. We'll wrap up the season and maybe talk about some prospects. I saw a lot of quarterback chat. In we the should chat. know the draft order, right, or no? For the Bears, at least. We'll, we'll know where the Bears land on their first two picks. Yeah, we could um, do uh, some draft mock draft sometime. I think it's one and pick one and pick ten right now, and obviously that can fluctuate if they win. But Yeah, yeah, that'll fall to – I think the furthest it'll fall is 13, yeah, uh, which – Maybe you can still get a Jared Burst. Have you guys been know. doing mock drafts? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> Absolutely. Since, uh, Halloween? I got, I got my, my mock draft right there, which uh, uh, Jordan will probably love. Because uh, it's got my guy. It's got my guy, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that. I know I that was know. doing I mean, some you, trading, you know. You be careful because uh, be careful, dude. Step call you a war criminal for that. Look at that, man. Number number seventeen is the most hated player in the nation for whatever uh, reason. Seems I, like I it. love him. He's so good. I, man. I will say, I was listening to the score this week, and Hub Arkish was talking about JJ McCarthy yep. as a as a future bear. So I don't know if you guys want to be on the side with Hub Arkish or not, but uh, <laughs> that 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 was out there uh, this week. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about all that other stuff off air. And, uh, and, yep. and wrap this thing up. But uh, today is Beat the Packers. Tomorrow starts draft talk. And until next week, we'll just leave everybody with a bear down. Bear down, wow. everybody. And fuck Green Bear. <laughs>